when we all have this talent, you know, and it doesn't have to be, you don't have to have like a public platform to create like inspiration like this for people. It could even just be talking with a friend and saying, oh, I don't know, whatever it is. Oh, I went to this women's group the other day and I was so scared, but I really want to make new friends. Or it could just be something little, but we all have this potential to change people's lives in the most unexpected way. And even just like a little nugget of gold like that, that could be absolutely life-changing for someone. You're listening to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. Christy Unedited started as a raw and relatable conversation, and it always will be, but it's become so much more than that. Each week, a few special souls dish out some authentic truths as we navigate together the exploration of self. Thanks so much for listening. Let the magic begin. Hey gorgeous and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast and this week we have the soulful copywriter Shay and I've known Shay for a number of years but just through passing and you know what? sitting down with her and having a beautiful heart-to-heart discussion is why I love the podcast so very much because I get to know somebody on a really deep and intimate level and there was so much about Shay that I didn't even know before which included um, her background in social work, then working with big-hearted humans to help them grow their communities which she does as a soulful copywriter and I just love everything that Shay represents and our conversation today really does center around those moments when we are transitioning in our life and how important it is to trust our intuition and to be really guided by what we most need. How do we listen to that? How do we tune into that? And Shay shares not only her thoughts on that, but some of her incredible magical practices throughout. And so I feel like... I got a real boost from this episode about what it is to really create your own definition of success. So I know that you're going to take so much away from this episode. And before we dive in, I wanted to say a really big thank you to Shay for just bringing your magic to this conversation because I enjoyed every inch of it. And if you want to connect with her, you can check her out in the show notes below. Happy listening and I'll catch you on the flip side. I'm going to kick this off with a question is, can you share with us what's something that you've learned lately? And it could be big or small. Mm. Uh I am an aspiring roller skater, <laughs> but uh, I haven't been doing too much learning, more dreaming, but I have put the skates on um, once, but I will be doing more of that. But um, I've been learning a lot about real estate, actually. Uh, my partner and I want to buy property and it's just like this whole other world of things I've never heard of before. It's like learning a new language. So that's been fun and frustrating. Yeah, because it's like such a massive commitment too. So you almost need to be across all the lingo, but I'd imagine that's challenging. 
it's so challenging. And I um, have a number of money traumas. <laughs> and this idea of putting down so much money for a piece of property that I literally have two days to choose, um, it's really requiring a lot of introspection, um, you know, and a sorting through of the fears, which I'm sure everyone goes through. It's such a journey on all of the levels. Any type of money work you need to do, like the blocks we have around money, and I think everybody has something, or most people, I think, but they're the hardest blocks to move through too. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, like so many people, my blocks and my wounds, I mean, they come from my childhood. Um, so they've been there for a number of decades. <laughs> and so sorting through them, it's, it is a real journey. And I was working with a business coach lately and she said to me, you know, this could be something that I just have to work at consistently for the rest of my years. And I, I do feel like my traumas are so deep that it, it, that may be the case and that's okay. Like I'm willing to love them and move through them. Um, but yeah, they do come up with so many of us and, you know, especially women in business, which is, you know, a large part of, you know, my community, my personal and professional life, you know, you really see them come out and play in that arena. Mm, Oh my goodness. I think that anybody that has a business or has started a business, it is like, the hardest game to play, <laughs> you are like, are you going to get into the gauntlet and like run it? And I've learned so much about myself since starting a business. Like it's been the biggest blessing and then the biggest curse all rolled into one. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I was actually thinking about this recently. It is for me the most challenging aspect of it you know all of the personal stuff it dredges up but perhaps I wouldn't still be here if it wasn't for that Mm -hmm. um it is a part of the process that I do love that it helps us to grow um I'm such a you know a personal uh development fiend you know so as much as it is so challenging at times I I love that side of it and I've done a lot of you know in inverted commas personal work in the past but nothing has taken me as deep as running a business for sure yeah it's like the coolest baptism of fire you can ever go through (laughs) (laughs) for sure yes I think it's good that sometimes when you're starting out you don't realize uh, so you go in a little bit blind I think that's what I've loved the most is like in the beginning, the naivety that surrounded my decision. I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to start a business and like, holy shit. I say this all the time, but if I'd known, I don't know if I would have had the courage to do it. Like honestly, if I'd known the enormity of growth that would be required. Yes. Yes. Me too. Uh, And I was reflecting on the fact that no one in my family has a successful background in business. Most of them, they don't have a background in business at all, but I have one family member who's tried a number of things. But I was so young that I didn't really understand that journey. But, yeah, I do wonder too if I'd seen the reality of it in my face growing up, whether I too would have just stayed 
doing something that felt a little less stretchy. Who knows, you know, or maybe it would have inspired me. We, we never know. But, it, yeah, it's a very special um, journey, that's for sure. Yeah, and I think, like, something you said then as well is, like, if you haven't grown up with people running a business or having a successful business mm. around you, you're almost, it's harder for you to see what's possible. And Mm -hmm. like, I really like, because I read and listen to so many entrepreneurial stories and journeys. And I do like the the stories around incredible women that have had like an entrepreneurial family. I'm like, it's just such a different skill set that you gain. And I'm not discounting my journey because I still appreciate everything that I've learned on my journey. I don't regret it at all. But it's like, sometimes I do romanticize with like, what would my business look like or even my journey if I could have seen what was possible in that realm? Mm, yes, that makes me think of someone I know. She's a, um, a client. Um, she has a very successful business and she homeschools her sons and her sons. I mean, the oldest one is 12. You know, they each have their own businesses that they're bringing to life and it's just a part of their homeschooling journey. So I'm the same. I often think, oh my goodness, again, my life has been how it has been, you know, for a reason and it's been wonderful in all of the ups and downs kinds of ways. But um, it's been really nice to see that experience for those boys as well. It's, yeah, it's really cool. Mind expanding. Mm. Mind expanding. I love that. That's really cool. And I really wanted to like, it's such a beautiful segue into this question I wanted to ask you because when we were going back and forth over email, um, when Shay first reached out to me to organize the podcast, you were in this real transition period mm-hmm. around like, what does business look like? Do I fantasize with maybe going back in traditional work? And that was something that we were talking about. And I would love like for you to expand on that for us because I think that what you were sharing with me is very common and also normal. Mm, Yes. Um, Where to begin? I'll just start with what happened a few months ago. So I've been working for myself full-time, not very good with dates, but perhaps about three three years now, three or four years, I think. Um, And it's always been quite easy. I think I was very lucky in a way, because it doesn't just happen easily for a lot of people. Um, And then I hit a bit of a rough patch where it wasn't so easy anymore and there weren't just inquiries landing in my inbox. And like I said before, I have money wounds and these were like really being triggered um, and they were asking for uh, stability and certainty. Um, And I went through a little bit of a an existential crisis, (laughs) you know. I've always loved being in my business, um, but there was just something within me that was wondering whether or not it was what I wanted for my future. Um, And then anyway, one one night I was doing a late late evening Facebook scroll (laughs) and a job just jumped out at me and I just got this full body yes. And it was for um, an hourly rate, you know, which I haven't done since back when I had um, my day job back in my social work days. Um, And it was doing something I'd never even done before. It was actually quite random in hindsight. But, you know, I really believe that I had the skills. I've done lots of different things in my time and I'm like, I can absolutely do that job. Um, 
And it just, like I said, it felt good. So I followed those breadcrumbs and I applied. Um, anyway, long story short, I went through the process. I got to the end um, when they were doing the final interviews um, and then I, I just checked in with myself um, and it just wasn't, it wasn't the path that I wanted for myself for a number of reasons. You know, there's things about working for myself that I love. I love the freedom and the flexibility. I love being able to work part-time but still earn a certain amount of money that feels really um, abundant to me. And I knew that I wouldn't have that if I accepted this job. Um, so, yeah, it was quite the roller coaster and it was very unexpected because, like I said, I, I, I enjoy being in my business but I think it was important for me because I came out the other side with a knowing that this is still where I wanted to be. Who knows in the future? I'm very changeable. Um, <laughs> and that I needed to focus a little bit more and get a little bit more intentional. Um, yeah. So it was it was an incredible, incredible journey. Yeah. It's like those pangs of uncertainty, like they are wild when they come, like whether it's you have a quiet month or, you know, maybe it might be seeing somebody else's success or I don't know, fill in the blank, but they can, mm. like, it's just, I think it's a natural um, tendency to go, holy shit, am I doing the right thing? Could I, should I be doing something else? And we have to almost like follow our intuition, which I love that you did in that. Like you got this big yes in the beginning, but it's also led you to really understand, no, no, I do want to work in my business and I also want to be really intentional in doing it. Mm, yes, for sure. And I think this comes back to just a broader theme of just in life and in business, gen like, in business and in life generally, sorry, like just um, I just think it's so important to have a connection with yourself and to invite pockets of stillness into your days so that you can actually hear what is wanting to be heard. I think that it's something I'm very passionate about. Like life is so busy and our computers and our phones are just so noisy Um but, yeah, I think that that's one of the most important things we can do is really nurture that relationship with self so that we can tune in and be like, hey, this does feel exciting and, hey, two weeks later it doesn't anymore and that's okay but at least, like, we're listening, um, yeah, and following those those voices and those nudges. Yeah, like I think it's so integral because the most important relationship we have is the one we have with ourselves, and it's also the hardest relationship to have too. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I think, um, you know, like we spoke about before in business, <laughs> like you can't put your relationship with yourself on the back burner when you have a business. <laughs> it all, all comes out to be seen and to be played with, um, which like I said before, is one of the things that I love most, but it can be very confronting. And in hindsight, with my experience of applying for this other job, um, I just, I, I don't think that I had the emotional capacity at that time for lots of different reasons, for things going on in my life where I felt like I could hold that. Yeah. And so I think I was seeking an escape. I was seeking, you know, nurturing and, and soothing. Um, yes, 
I'm so mm. glad that I didn't end up going down that path, though. Thank goodness. <laughs> it's so but nice. I'm thankful. <laughs> thankful for the journey and the learning. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, we need to have these moments, right? Because sometimes even the moments that aren't what we envision them to be help us to then redefine what we actually want or even, like, staying on the path that we're already on. Like, it's incredibly mm-hmm. validating. Yes. And I think this is a beautiful thing about life, if we can embrace it, is that um, like there's always learnings Mm. in every single moment. You know, God, I've gone through some hectic breakups before, but, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh my goodness, the things I learned through that process were so invaluable to the person that I am today. And, you know, it's the same with, with work as well. Yeah. Did you always have this outlook? Like I know the first time I connected with you was actually over email years ago um, Mm -hmm. when I was doing my coaching certification and you have this really um, incredible energy to you. Even I could feel that over email, like it's this very worldly energy. Have you always been like that or is that something that's developed over time? Mm, Thank you. Um, I think I've always just been a very uh, introspective little, you know, even when I was little, just like this introspective little human who is very gentle uh, and grounded. I bet my family wouldn't be agreeing with this at all. (laughs) So, yeah, I honestly do think like I just came out the womb like this. But, you know, my journey has really nurtured um, certain parts of myself. Yeah. And what you mentioned before that you had done social work in the past. Yes. Yes. So that was my first career out of uni. It was either going to be social work or psychology. And I figured with social work, I could wear jeans to work. And that felt really exciting to me. (laughs) I don't like getting dressed up. (laughs) Um, And so I was a social worker for about nine years and just kept jumping from um, specialty to specialty. I think I probably had, I can't remember, about seven or five jobs in in those nine years. It was a lot. Um, And I just never found my niche. And it wasn't until, like, you know, the last few years that I realised that actually social work wasn't my niche um, and that, yeah, I wanted to do something else and I I didn't realise what, that would be and it's I've tried many things um but yeah I I never regret social work and in fact it's really supported my career as a copywriter to understand humans um and how they think and how they respond to things in the world um so yeah it was it was incredible but I got very burnt out oh I would imagine um I was definitely going to say it would be so, it would be such an incredible skill set to have in your business as well as a copywriter mm-hmm. for so many different reasons because you're working with different clients and like you're then curating words to really help somebody to like buy into a mission or a vision um, or even like a really great program. <laughs> um, yes. But I'd also imagine it would have been incredibly emotionally draining, like that's probably I'm I'm assuming where the burnout came from. Like there'd be so much that you would be having to take on on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, it's a lot. And, you know, some people can do it with such grace um, and it just got to the point where I couldn't anymore. And I, I just think that, you know, the humans that I was supporting, 
they deserved to be supported by someone who was 100% present and really wanting to be there and had, you know, that fire to help them create the change that they wanted and deserved in their lives. And I realised that that person wasn't me. And to be honest, when I made the transition out of social work, I really struggled with that. You know, I thought, my goodness, does this make me a bad person? But I'm putting my own needs before other people who are far more disadvantaged than me. So that was a journey in itself to realise that, no, it's okay for me to not serve in that way and there's other ways that I can show up in the world and be a, you know, a caring person who's creating changes in people's lives and that's not the only path. That's an incredible realisation to come to because I think that so many people, like whether they leave a job or they um, have a career change or even like feel like they're not being best of service, that can be sometimes really hard to reconcile. Like there's a lot of guilt associated with that and to come to that um, perspective and then also go, no, I'm better able to serve in other ways. Like that's amazing. Mm. I mean, and look, this was not something that I processed overnight yeah. <laughs> at all. <laughs> it was a it was a really long journey, and there was lots of chats with um, you know professionals and just my friends as well. Um, but I know I'm not alone in that experience. I mean, I had a conversation with someone recently about um, her toying with the idea of leaving nursing and having all of these these thoughts and feelings come up as well. So, yes. Why do you think it's so hard, like when we go through these transitions, to reconcile with what we think is right and wrong? Not that anything's right and wrong, but I think we sometimes mm. label things as right and wrong or what we think we should do versus what we actually do. Mm. Well, I think it depends on what the transition is. Sometimes I think it's fear and it's, you know, it feels safer just to stay put even if you're not happy with you where you are, it's um, it's predictable. Yeah. You know, it's comfortable in a way. Even in even its discomfort can be comfortable. <laughs> um, and then I totally forgot the other point that I was going to make. Oh, I think too, just speaking about you know caring professions and transitioning out of that. You know, as women, I think that we're so programmed to think that we need to be the ones holding everything for everyone and that a good woman is nurturing and caring and they're the caretaker. Um, So I think that there's, you know, big social things that we need to contend with and intergenerational ways of showing up as women in the world um, that we need to sort through to be able to honour ourselves and choose a different path. Mm. It is so much that's like ingrained, even like generational around like what we feel like we need to be able to do as women. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, the patriarchy is real. (laughs) You're telling me. (laughs) Yes. Um, And I think it's been a really fun journey for me. I, I mean, I was online before I started uh, as a, a so, uh, sorry, as a copywriter for a number of years. So it's been fun observing the online space and women in the online space for a while now and seeing women really come to life as, as their own and finding their own voices as women rather than how we think it needs to be 
based on, you know, men's voices from the past that perhaps we've looked up to. Um, so that's been really cool. And so the women that I write for are these uh, women in business who are soul and heart led. And of course, they want to make money because that's why we're in business, but they also want to change the world and they're not interested in sleazy marketing tactics or any of that stuff. And it's fun that now that's accepted and celebrated. Yeah. And it's just the norm. That excites me, yeah, a lot. What's inspiring? Like I like even you saying that then gave me goosebumps because I'm like, yeah, I think that the way business I think people are really smart today. And I also think that we're moving away from this like guru mentality. I don't think anyone is a guru anymore. And I think especially in that personal development space, we're becoming more empowered as women to turn inwards and trust our intuition. And um, I know from my perspective, like I'm always saying, I'm not giving, I'm the catalyst for your transformation. All the tools you have and you need are actually already inside you, right? We're just unlocking them to I don't have anything that you don't already have, right? But for a long time, we were told that we had to sell a certain way, right? Like I still hate it when I see a sales page and it's set up like a a sales page that goes through every single thing that's structured in a really sleazy mechanical marketing way because it takes the humanness out of the relationship, which isn't that really what it's about, if I think of like coaching probably more than anything else. Mm, Yeah, for sure. Um, Unfortunately, I've seen some marketing lately that has been very (laughs) old school sleazy and it's still working, unfortunately. But um, more and more, especially the women that, you know, I tend to attract and and I'm sure with you as well, they see right through that BS, you know, like it is just repulsive to them. Um, thankfully for us, because even if I even if I tried, I don't think I could even communicate like that. So, yeah, that's exciting that more and more people are seeing through that and they're understanding that it is formulaic and they want to work with a human. I think most of the women that I create for, I mean, I assume that they read my portfolio and see my work, But most of them, it's like, hey, like, I want to work with you. I love this thing you shared about, I don't know, something random I did in my personal life. You're my person. Um, And I think what a cool way to be able to find your people just by being yourself. Oh, it's like a superpower. And it's we're so lucky that, like, we have, like, as much as I think – technology is a double-edged sword like we're so blessed to be able to like connect with people all over the world and actually find our people based on us being us like as you said yeah for sure and you know I have a bit of a up and down relationship with social media as many people do um but I do often have to come back to the fact like you said like we're so lucky to have this tool at our disposal and so many of um you know the women uh that well that I look up to have been you know in this business game for a long time like they didn't have that resource when they started out and I don't even know what I would do without it you know I'm not savvy enough (laughs) so it's yeah I have to constantly come back to this gratitude for for this these tools that we have that we can just tap into, um, yeah, 
very easily. Yeah. Would you, if you had a choice, would you not have social media? I've, I have played with not having social yeah. media. So I think last year I didn't post anything for six months. I didn't delete my accounts or anything Yeah. because for me, social media is a beautiful way. Um, if I'm looking for someone to support me in my business, I will go to their website and then I will go to their social media just to find out a little bit more about who they are behind, you know, behind the business. That's really important. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's very important to me. Um, so I didn't take it down, but I wasn't active at all. I probably wasn't even liking people's things. Um, I really took a back step. Um, I am back on there now trying to be a little bit more boundaried with it. Um, but in, our, in response to your question, I think in an ideal world, if I could still very easily find my people, yes, I would choose to not be on social media. Yeah, I love that. Do you mm. know what? I'd actually be the same. Mm. Yeah. I have a feeling a lot of people would. Um, again, if it was still easy to, to find, okay. you know, the women, men that we want to connect with, I think a lot of us would choose to not be on the platform because as supportive as it is for growing our businesses, uh, you know, it's very, it can be, depending on how we use it, very detrimental to our well-being as well. Yeah, yeah. I use it probably primarily for connection because I speak to so many mm. people all the time and like I'm in my D, I probably when I go on, like I spend most of my time on Instagram and most of my time is spent in the DMs. Like I go on, I mm. post, I connect on that post, but then I'm in the DMs, I'm talking to people about astrology or they might be wanting to book a session, right? And so I'm chatting to them about all things and I actually love that. But if I had the choice and as you said, if I had the ability to have those connections in real life without uh, social media presence I would and then I'd just have the podcast like I'd have my business the mm -hmm. podcast because I love this and like these people in my life but unfortunately you know I find myself um, I have some pretty awesome boundaries with my social media habits but I still think it's so easy um, I'm only speaking about myself right now that I can't go on it in the morning because if I go on first thing in the morning that actually will affect my mental health and like um, a big one for me is always comparison. Um, it feels like I've just got so much cognitive overload. It stifles my creativity. I feel like I've got so much information swimming in my brain that I can't even get into my work day properly. And so it's really important as a Virgo to do all these key things because it makes me feel good before I feel like I have to go online. And I feel bad saying that, but that's actually honestly how I feel. Mm. Um, yes to all those things that you mentioned <laughs> for sure um, and like just celebrating your boundaries I don't have those boundaries uh, and so it is detrimental to my well-being for sure and you know this is it's actually again a gift when I can see that I am getting a little bit um, in my head and ungrounded it is when I will just jump on my phone uh, and mindlessly scroll throughout the day and um you know, I get really distracted. So it is a gift um, that points me back to where I need to be, which is within. But I definitely, I don't think I've ever had great social media boundaries. It's always been I'm in and I have poor boundaries or I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, haven't, I haven't found that in between for myself yet. 
But I think too, like it's set up in a way where it's ex- that's exactly what our human experience is like with it because it's literally in a tool that is been programmed to be addictive and it's either like like any addiction it's either you're in or you're out (laughs) yes yeah for sure they're very smart how they (laughs) how they create apps like that Mm -hmm. and you know for me it's um I have my Instagram stuff will go up straight over to Facebook for my work but um just in nurturing myself and my well-being, I've chosen, like, I can't be on that platform as well. You know, some people to choose to be on multiple and I'm like, okay, no, I just, that is not, maybe it would support my business to do that. I don't know, but I just physically, emotionally, mentally can't. So I guess that is one of my boundaries. Mm. Yeah, but I think that's really cool because it actually speaks to your intuition of what's best for you. And I think it's so Mm. easy like enamored by especially people in like uh in business that are like you have to be on like this platform and posting this many times a day and it's like what would happen if you just did what feels good yes yes (laughs) but you know what we would what we were talking about before about how the landscape is shifting with messaging in business, like that is becoming more and more the norm too. Like, hey, yeah, how would that feel to show up in your business in this way that, you know, 10 years ago would have been absurd? Uh, so that's really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. So cool. I'm really interested to know, Shay, like what's your definition of success? Because you've been in business a few years now and like you've really like been peeling the back the layers of like what you want to create and what you do create. Like I'd love your mm. insights into that. Mm. So success for me is about having enough money to meet my needs and that's going to be different for everyone hey and that's not and it's not just about paying my bills and feeding myself it is about you know being able to have experiences um within within reason and again within reason is different for every human but as well as that success for me is running my business in a way that nurtures my health. Um, I spent so many years in jobs where I was so depleted at the end of the day, Um, you know, and I can still remember Friday afternoon driving to the bottle shop to get my ciders, my 10-pack of ciders, and going home and just drinking. Um, It was just really not conducive to my health and my joy so it's a really big one for me like just feeling like my my work energizes me inspires me gives me the space like I said before I don't work full-time gives me the space to play uh to go to health appointments or whatever it is that I want to do to me that is success nice love that Mm. so good it's like speaks to freedom and like having your needs met and also doing whatever you want to do. Mm. And it's been an interesting journey because, again, like talking about the patriarchy and social conditioning, like we are conditioned to believe that work should feel hard um, yeah. and it and we should get to the week and feel exhausted and that means that we've done a really good job and we've, you know, earned our way. 
and it has taken me a very long time to unravel those beliefs about what work should look like and feel like. And even now I have days where perhaps I'm just feeling under the weather or I've started my bleed and I will take the day off work and sometimes there's still this voice in the back of my head that says you should do something, you know, just write out a few little things to do today so you can tick them off your list and feel productive. Mm. So even as someone who is so focused on living life and running my business in a particular way and is so aware of her conditioning, it still impacts me from time to time. It's hard because it's almost like our subconscious programming. It's like ingrained in there. Yeah, it is. It's deep. It's deep. And I think we just have to be kind to ourselves on the journey. And it's the same with the money wounds as well. It's like, oh my God, why is this still an issue for me? I've done so much work around this, but just coming back to kindness that like, hey, we're just, we're just humans. We're doing the best that we can and actually the best thing we can do for ourselves is to be loving. Yeah. That's, you know, it sounds so simple, but sometimes it can be, you know, as simple as that. Yeah, but I think too, as human beings, we tend to make things really complicated. (laughs) Absolutely, yes. And this is where having a support crew who who has similar values to you, I think that's really important. To call on for support and give you those reality checks is is really um, important because we can get so stuck in our head and we can make these stories seem so real when they're not. They're quite trivial. Uh, yes, very guilty of doing that often. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've got two questions for you. The first one is around um, like kindness and self-care because you just were talking about that. Like what, do you, what are some of the um, things that you do like when you're in those times where you're like, I'm going to like stop and not work today, but then you're feeling a little guilty, like I need to do these things. How do you slow down and like honour you and take care of you? Mm. Well, firstly, I want to say that sometimes when I'm in that mode, I actually have to force myself constantly. You know, it's a minute by minute choice to force myself to not write that to-do list or to do that little task. So it's very intentional. Um, And then it's just in terms of like what I then go and do, it's just for me a case of tuning in and like what you know, underneath all of this noise that's going in my in my head about what I should be doing, in inverted commas, um, like what does my body actually want right now? And usually when I'm at the point where I feel like I can't show up to work, it's just to lay in bed in the darkness watching Netflix. <laughs> I love that. But it's so real. Like we need those moments of escapism to actually just allow ourselves to tune out because especially as a business owner, like you're already like doing so much and you have such a creative job as a copywriter. Anyway, that takes so much mental bandwidth. Like, so you do, you need to create the space just to go inwards and go, you know what? I'm not doing anything. And if I want to binge watch Netflix all day, I'm going (laughs) to. Yes, absolutely. And I'm so well-versed in it that, you know, I'm just so good at it these days. I am uh, I'm a very good Netflix binger. <laughs> but, you know, I just want to differentiate, differentiate between like that is when I'm not 
that's when I'm not feeling great. Like I said, if I've just started my bleed, um, my, my self-care is more active than that. And just for me, like I'm such a walker, um, so I'll just go out and I'll just wander around and I always just feel a million times better when I just like hit the pavement and explore. Yeah, yeah. So good. Speaking of your sun sign being a Taurian, um, really important to ground down. Like it's the if it's a fixed earth sign, and so like connecting with Mother Nature and just grounding down into that energy. And also, I have a beautiful Taurian friend. She's based in Germany at the moment, and um, she uses this um, statement because it resonates with her. It's like knowing her bottom line. It's like every day she wakes up and she's like, "What's my bottom line?" Regarding to her self-care of like, what do I need to do today to feel anchored and grounded? And I always love using that terminology. I think of that, it's like, because each day we're going to need something that's innately different and it's like trusting and going inwards of like, okay, well, what do I need today? Because what I need today could be very different from yesterday and it's also going to be different tomorrow. (laughs) Mm, I love that. And I love just asking that question because when life is so busy, I mean, the first thing to go off our to-do list for most of us is self-care, but actually it should be our non-negotiable, even if it's a tiny thing. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes I think the most profound self-care things I do are like free and quick. Um, Yeah. And especially as for women in business as well, when so much is focused outside of ourselves and in our head, like just having a few moments to come come back home and ground and, and care for ourselves is essential, not just for our health, which is, of course, very important, but also for our businesses in order for them to thrive and for our creativity to thrive. We, we actually do need to step back. Yeah. And I'd imagine you probably see that with business owners too, like because you work with so many different business owners. If the business owner isn't taking care of themselves, that's probably going to then affect how they show up for you and what work they need from you. And I would imagine you have seen it in full scope in a few different things. Yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing in my job and it would be the same with business coaches and, you know, life coaches as well. But you get to build such beautiful relationships with people and they really let you in on their truths, not just what you see on social media about everything that's flowing and going very well, but you see the daily stresses that come up. And, you know, the simple fact of the matter that people have heard time and time again is if we're not well, we don't have a business. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. There's no, no one's there to run it for you. And I think it can be so easy to get caught up in the doing and disconnect from that truth that actually the most important thing we can do for our business is to, yeah, look after ourselves. Mm. Did you find like, because you've been on the road, yeah? You've been like in a caravan? Yes. Well, we call it a minibus. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So you've been travelling around in a minivan. Like has that, did that give you new perspective on like tuning inwards and the self-care um, convo we're having? Uh, I, you know, I think that these were all topics that were very close to my heart anyway, beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess the beautiful thing about our, our trip that we did um, was that it was really brought to life, you know, the beautiful, uh, how do I put it? 
just this alternative life that we can create for ourselves that doesn't fit the mould and you're still making money and, you know, you're just like the beach is right there while you're working. Like self-care becomes a bit easier, I think, when you're out in nature and connected to, to earth and you're feeling grounded. So, yeah, the trip was beautiful, but um, these are just things I've been so obsessed with for a long time. Yeah. What was your favourite thing about the trip? Mm, definitely not the fact that I didn't have a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not that. My favourite thing about the trip, do you know, this sounds strange, but um, our trip did not run smoothly at all. We had a lot of car issues. We ended up um, stopping our trip because during uh, that first lockdown with COVID, the big one, we got stuck on a little island called Bruni Island off of Tasmania. Um, So, yeah, nothing went to plan. And I think that that was my favourite thing, just seeing myself and my partner embrace like complete and utter uncertainty and just, yeah, it was, it was really cool to see how we thrived during these, these times. And that's a real testament to you guys as people as well. Like I think that when you're able to like seek perspective or like not allow these moments of uncertainty to rattle you, it means like you've got your foundation in check. Like you're looking after yourselves, you're making the best out of a situation and you're focusing on what you can control rather than what you can't. Yeah. And I think, and look, it doesn't always come easily to me, but I think this is important for every human, hey? Like this is a thing with life. We, we're we actually not in control of much at all. We're just along for the ride. So how can we approach life and all of its ups and inevitable ups and downs with grace and embrace them and just laugh? Like sometimes we just had to laugh and we were stuck on the side of the highway for hours with no bathroom, you know, like you just have to have a giggle. Yeah. There's nothing else you can do. That's the thing. Yeah. Like I think in my twenties, I was in like this heightened state of emotion. If something went wrong, I'd obsess and like, wouldn't be able to let it go. And I think that was the most beautiful thing moving into my thirties was like, you kind of relinquish control more and you learn to surrender. And it's like those moments, as you say, like I loved unplanned moments now and spontaneity and things that kind Mm. of test my resilience because that's what makes life so interesting. But I wasn't always like that. (laughs) yeah and I think this is a common trajectory for people hey oh my goodness like late teens early (laughs) to mid 20s so hard oh my goodness I love getting older because I'm learning these lessons and I'm adding them to my toolkit and I feel like I can cope with with life a little bit more um yeah so that's yeah that was the highlight of my trip which (laughs) I thought it would be a bit more thrilling than that uh, when we first set out (laughs) I love that though, because it's almost you're pushing the boundaries and it's so like, I'm, I'm so intrigued by that because, um, 
I think we've had like such a year of where our freedom, it feels like our freedom's been taken away, but it hasn't. We've had to reframe what freedom looks like because we can't just get on a plane and travel across the world. And um, I actually had a client that I was working with before I jumped on and recorded this podcast with you today. And that's exactly what she did. Like she sold her house, left her relationship, and she's currently up in near Cairns in like a caravan. She's like brought a caravan and she's traveling around. And I just like said to her, I was like, that's so fucking cool. Like to have that courage to do that because it's so, it's not necessarily different, but it's deemed different because we're meant to, you know, find our partner, marry them, buy a house, have children, do all these things that we're expected to do. And it's like, when we go against the grain, sometimes it's like, holy shit, I'm actually doing this and this is cool. (laughs) Yes, I have the biggest smile on my face right now because I love, you know, I'm all for people doing whatever they want and if they want the white picket fence with kids and the husband or wife, you know, cool, do it. But just for me, like that kind of life has never lit me up at all and I think the more people that can honour this alternative path of living, um, it just gives other people courage to do the same. And the most memorable times of my life have been when I've done, yeah, those things that do go against the grain and perhaps are very, you know, questioned by people. You know, some people in my family and friends have thought I've been crazy at times for some of the things I've done. But I have just known I felt this certainty within myself, even if it made no sense that that's what I had to do. And I just had to move through the fear and the unknowns uh, to see where where I landed and what happened. Mm. You know what? I think the biggest thing I've taken away from our conversation today is that by you having the courage to do what feels good to you, you do give other people permission to do the same. And I think that's a pretty incredible talent to have, Shay. Like that is amazing and magical and I love it. Mm. we all have this talent you know and it doesn't have to be you don't have to have like a public platform to create like inspiration like this for people it could even just be talking with a friend and saying oh I don't know whatever it is I went to this women's group the other day and I was so scared but I really want to make new friends or it could just be something little but we all have this potential to change people's lives in the most unexpected way and even just like a little nugget of gold like that that could be absolutely life-changing for someone Mm. oh so good so good so um heart opening and soul expanding our conversations been today that's my favorite way to live so I'm glad (laughs) you just radiate (laughs) that energy And, you know, like these are all buzzwords too that you see online, you know, heart opening and soul expanding, but, oh, it's so true. Like we cannot actually live like that. It makes me, yeah, I'm so glad you feel that way because um, I think that it's a very beautiful way to, to move through life. Yeah, and that's definitely, um, I don't just get that feeling from you, I get that from your business and everything you create too. And I think that Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful place to be is when you have a business and you've created a life that's so aligned with your values, like that's when things flow so much more magically around you. 
Mm, yeah, for sure. Yes. I think, um, I think when we try to follow any template or formula, whether that be in life or business, uh, you know, sooner or later, we're going to, we're going to hit a bit of a wall. Yeah. Yeah. What well, mm. it is, it could be, um, it could be, there could be a disconnect there to really who you are or what you want or, yeah, it's so, it's so easy to follow somebody else's formula or emulate that, but it's like when we can tap into what's authentic to us or what feels good, it doesn't even have, because, you know, we use authenticity all the time, right? But it's like, just Mm-mm. what feels good to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, life can be that easy, you yeah. know, and running a business can be that easy. Like just shut down your eyes, just try and silence your mind just for a few minutes and just feel into it I mean there's so much wisdom within Mm. us um and like like you were saying about you know there are no gurus it's just you know tune in like what is your inner guru saying to you um and let's let's move forward with that in mind yeah totally oh what a great way to end this episode today I only have a couple more questions for you but first up if anybody has just feel, felt as connected to you as I have in this episode today, where can they find you online? <laughs> I'm going to ask that question even though you've already told us. Or where can they connect well, with you? Or where can they have a conversation with you? <laughs> yes, well, Instagram. Uh, um, and it's just my name with an underscore at the end. Um, but... Yeah, otherwise just my website. That's I'm not everywhere online, just my website. Send me an email or yeah, let's connect on on Instagram. Yeah, I love that. So beautiful. And I'll link everything in the show notes below as well. So people can find you and connect with you and whether they have a um, soul enriching conversation with you or whether they need some words that are going to transform their business. um, Mm. I'm sure they'll reach out to you for that. And my final question for you is, is what is an epically small moment you've experienced lately? Mm. Um. I had a bath yesterday <laughs> at 3.30 p.m. And for me, that is, you know, we talked about my, my own definition of success for myself and that is it. It's still, you know, normal work hours. I had a really sore back. I just had enough of working and so I poured myself a bath and just relaxed and it was delightful. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. If you love this conversation, please rate it, review it, or send it to somebody that may vibe with it. Or you can subscribe to stay up to date with the latest. I'll catch you next time.